Ho, ho, ho! Greetings and welcome to Qualified Nonsense. Here at Qualified Nonsense, we tackle the tough questions that you send in with our sage and sound advice. Chris Kringle or Krampus? Gingerbread or Ginger Snaps? Sure, Jingle Bells, but does Batman smell? Stick around to find out our thoughts on these questions and more. I'm Jake. I'm Brandon. And I'm Matt. And this is Qualified Nonsense, the Holiday Edition, Part 1. Qualified Nonsense was created by childhood best friends that didn't want to lose their long-lasting friendship. So we decided to create a podcast doing what we do best, giving you our quote-unquote professional advice on real-world problems and curiosities. In all reality, we hope to connect with you, the listener, and deepen our friendship all around. So let's get to it. Shitters were full. God bless us, heaven. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> you there, boy? What day is it? Boy, it's Christmas. Welcome back to another episode of Nonsense. Let's get to know our hosts a little better by having them give one fun fact about themselves. Jake, what's a fun See, fact about yourself? Yeah, seeing as how this is um, the first um, episode of December, or, you know, in the early days of December, I've got a Christmassy fact. Um, my mom is a delightful human being who listens to the show. Thanks for listening, mom. And uh, her birthday falls on Christmas Day. And that uh probably has led to well I and mean, we've talked about it a lot it's it's led to some um you know having to share it with a with a big holiday like that is is kind of tough but she takes it in stride every year and um we separate the day out to be christmas in the morning and sort of more birthday shenanigans in the evening which is always fun she ends up cooking a lot um <laughs> on her birthday of which uh me and um, my family are the um are the uh recipients of so so that's always nice but um but it's also it's also just a, a wonderful time to have everybody hang around so that's nice. my fun fact brandon what so you when got? you sing silent night she could be the holy infant so tender and mild that they're talking about in that song <laughs> yep, i believe that's, that is uh... actually that was written for in, in, <laughs> in yep mm-hmm. not jesus uh, my Chris, Chris. no no not jesus <laughs> <laughs> uh my my fun fact is uh being a uh rotund gentleman i have played uh <laughs> santa uh a few different times in my life really nice. um where? where like where at yeah uh i remember i uh in middle school home. i played him we did like a when in choir we had a choir concert and i uh they, they did Santa baby and I dressed up as Santa for that. Uh, and then you're like the 13 uh, year old Santa. Yeah. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Santa baby. Ho, ho. <laughs> Merry <That> Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, also, yeah, it's also as a teenager uh, working at uh, my first job, which 
could also be another fun fact. My first job was at a the movie theater in Sandy. Oh, I remember. Uh, for Christmas, I uh, was Santa in the lobby. I and, remember. I mean, that. I I don't think I could pull it off because I I have a baby face, so I I don't think I can pull off being a old man. But um, stick. Yeah, it was you were Santa. That would have been more of a bad Santa. <laughs> like, yeah like, like billy bob thornton santa <laughs> trying to get all the moms of sandy to touch your raisinets before they go into <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> oh my god <clears throat> i do remember um yeah they wanted me to sit there in the front and uh like greet customers as they came through the door like saying like merry christmas or you know and uh there was a woman who came in uh who she was a jehovah's witness and um and i was like merry christmas and she's like yeah whatever and like <laughs> <laughs> she came in just so confused i have no idea what the hell is going on <laughs> I, it, it, that right. is really weird like if you're gonna take a stance one would one would hope that you would have um you know the ability to reflect on your own your own persona to be like okay that's not for me it's for other people <laughs> But yeah, she was like, there to. You. <laughs> it's like what? She was still there to see like jingle all the way or something. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what's uh, what's your fun fact? Oh, my fun fact is that ah, uh, this is my favorite time of year with not one but two channels of amazing Hallmark movies that are ninety minutes in length, and they're all. 80 minutes of buildup and 10 minutes of resolution. And they're all the same, but they're all fantastic. I can't wait to see what Candace Cameron has in store for us. This, uh, or what's her name now? Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, you quarter, you quarter the market with the knowledge. Yeah. Of this. <laughs> Matt. The, the one from the home alone. Uh, the, yeah. The one from not home alone. The one from, um, uh, family matters. No, not family matters. Full house, <laughs> full house, geez, Louise. Well, I'm really uh, showing my knowledge here. I <laughs> I do love Hallmark movies, though they're uh, they're my jam. They make me feel warm and fuzzy inside, and get me in the holiday spirit. Doesn't uh, do you watch the Lifetime movies? Because they have Not, uh, they're similar. all sad. They're all about people with cancer, and everybody dies. <laughs> Although in about, Hallmark I, movies. I know- like in, in uh, Hallmark like, movies, they're they're all like, oh, I remember it's uh, uh, mom was with us last Christmas, but she's here. And it's like like the longest stare at each other of remembrance. And then they just move on. It's like, yeah. But what about that high powered lawyer that came to our town to to buy our pretzel shop? I love those. <laughs> I love the, the trailers do it for me because they last um, um, one hour and uh, and like 28 minutes less time than watching the movie but you get you get everything and you're like don't they start showing those those in like the summer i've been watching them all summer real the the company real one has been producing them and they are the trailers are just a delight they are like a minute and 30 seconds you get the whole movie and uh and they're all cringe and it's just delightful i did see like the most god-awful one last year and i still stuck with it because it was it was so bad like it was again the the girl from Full House and she got like a concussion or something and she like Freaky Friday 
into the the body of this person that was uh, in World War Two and in the time. So she like woke up <laughs> and she was in 19, you know, 40, whatever. And uh, it was so bad. Like she had to go back to this uh, garden tool shed as soon as this comet came by and she would get transported back. And I was like, this one, this one you almost lost me on. Do you have They're any like, favorites <sighs> or do the like do do you watch any over again or do they all kind of blend together? They all blend together, but I do have a movie that I watch every single year. That's not a Hallmark movie, but it's the family stone, Craig T. Nelson and um, oh, Sarah Jessica Parker and well, there's a couple other people. Um, uh, Luke Wilson's in it. It's fantastic. It's a real Diane Keaton's the mom. It's a really, really well done movie, and it's a, it takes place at Christmas. It, it's another one that makes me like super happy. Do you? I, I know a lot of other like streamer companies have been trying to horn in on the Hallmark market. Do you watch any of the Netflix or Hulu or any of those uh, kind of Hallmark knockoffs? Those no. hacks. Those yeah. <laughs> those, those pieces of shit. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> Fugs over at Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to butt in. No, no, I just keep it. I mean, I to... so it was actually kind of interesting. Uh, was that last year? I had I had my like very first surgery, and it was during the Hallmark like, kickoff, and I was like, "Oh, cool, here we go." And uh, yeah. was that a year ago now? Yeah. Wow. Yep. I just looked up the Family Stone and in Rotten Tomatoes, it's got fifty-two uh, hey, percent. And no, but but you, Rotten you, Tomatoes are a bunch of prodigious assholes. Yeah, don't let somebody else tell you what they what you should like. Hey, that that's Man. a perfect Rotten Tomato score because it could mean you like it, it could mean you don't. It's uh, yeah, it's two two percent in your favor. It's up in the air. And you know, I'm laughing, but it box office grossed sixty million dollars. It, I, I, I guarantee you, sixty million dollars. I guarantee you, it all went to the cast because it, it, like, it does have a relatively large cast. Yeah, looks like it. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson doesn't get out of bed for less than a mill, <laughs> 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 or SJP. <laughs> well, interesting. Well, why don't we cozy up with some hot <laughs> cocoa and a blankie and a Hallmark movie? and take a quick little break. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Uh, it's like you're... <laughs> what? You do that so... You lean into it so loud. <laughs> All right, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Welcome back. If you'd like your question, comment, or suggestion possibly read on the show, drop us a line at qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or write to us on our socials. Our first question comes from Christopher. Christopher writes, what are your top three love languages? And does your significant other know your love languages? Well, roasting chest, roasting my chestnuts is not a love language. <laughs> yeah, this right. one is uh, so Christmas themed. In case our audience does not know what the five love languages are, 
Let's run through them real quick. Number one, words of affirmation. Two, acts of service. Three, receiving gifts. Four, quality time. And five, physical touch. And these are from the five love languages, how to express heartfelt commitments to your mate by Gary Chapman. And he developed them as a relationship counselor. Uh, basically just as ways for people to receive and express love in their relationship. Brandon, why don't you, why don't you go first? You're the, you're the newest married out of us. Why don't you tell us about your mm-hmm. love languages? I would say my three in order are acts of service. So uh, either doing something for someone uh, like a chore or uh, a favor or having that done to me um, or done for me, not to me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, word, uh, words of affirmation and quality time. Uh, and I think my wife's are physical touch, receiving gifts, and words of affirmation. Well, the I, the question was, do they know your your love languages? Oh yeah, yeah. We've we've uh, talked about this before, um, so we're aware of the the five love languages. What kind of acts of service do you do? your uh um well uh, like a recent example like this weekend uh my uh my wife wanted something to put her potted plants in so that um you know for the winter so i we had these old french doors that we took off um from our house and replaced with a sliding glass door so I built um, like a sunbox thing with those this weekend for her. Oh, nice. Very cool. So stuff like that. Um, uh, th- that's how I express, I guess, my love and affection. I'm not, um, I, I will admit, like I, I'm not a super touchy-feely, like, PDA type person. <laughs> See, so, that's one for me. Like, I, I, I feel like mine used to be, and it is like I don't know. Maybe it's the growing up aspect of it, or maturing in a relationship, and that relationship evolves and changes. But like, I used to be, but it's not. I wouldn't say that's my top three now. Mm-hmm. For me, for, for know, me, like it'd I... be. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to make a stupid joke and say a firm handshake will do for me now. But <laughs> well, Lucky woman. <laughs> Get a good handshake. Oh. So, so two things. One, I didn't realize that the parameters were so specific for this. I thought love languages was a general term to be able to express one's feelings for uh, other people uh, other oh, than Italian. words. Oh, Italian. No, 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 I meant like, I thought it could be any sort of like action, but I guess, I, I I guess it makes sense that they do get kind of wrapped up into general. Right, right. So, um, 
but but I'm I'm interested because I don't think I understood the um, the specificity that came with this question. He understood but, the um, assignment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think quality. So so for me, I think um, acts of service. Um, uh, words of affirmation and quality time are my top three, and I think uh, I think my partner we've we've talked about um love languages before but in more general terms because i guess neither of us have read this book but um the you know we talk about things like cooking for each other um is uh is it like a love language that well that would be an act of service i suppose mm-hmm. so yeah okay yeah yeah all right yeah, yeah, like so from acts, acts of service, cooking, yeah, doing each like other. it could be like, oh, I filled up the car with gas before you leave, or you know, that's yeah, yeah. Then I, then I definitely, I, that that would be my top one, um, or among my top ones. Um, Anna and I were talking about it relatively recently about um, about uh, how um, making people feel comfortable um, is something that I, I end up doing a lot, and I don't know if it's it's not just for my partner necessarily, but um, just generally like showing love to people, um, not just intimate partners, but like, it's like um, everybody making people feel comfortable with humor. Um, but I don't know that that actually falls into this question. So I was trying, I, I guess I, I, my, my initial thought was, was a broader scope, but, um, but yeah, anyway, that's, that's my bit. I think for me, it's uh, acts of acts of service is number one because I one thing that I like to do is take care of people, and that's how I take that's how I view taking care of is making sure that you know laundry is done and meals are cooked and the floors are vacuumed and the cars are washed and the garbage is taken out. Like to me, that's an important thing that I like to have done for me, um, which goes into for me receiving gifts, like when somebody does that, I kind of view that as a gift, not necessarily a, a physical thing or a tangible thing. Like I don't, I don't need, Ooh, I got you this new watch. It's more of a receiving a gift to me as somebody taking those, those items that I would have done and do them for me. So like if somebody wanted to cook for me or make sure that the floors are vacuumed and the garbage was taken out, that's something that I like to have is kind of, it, I view it as reciprocal. Um, and then I guess the last one would be, yeah, words of affirmation, making sure that people know they're okay. I should say that, like, um, go ahead. I was going to say, um, I, I mentioned one of my wife's being, uh, receiving gifts and I, I think more than like she loves receiving gifts. It's more that that's how she shows her affection as she likes to get things for people. Like she's very thoughtful and will, you know, if she, if we're going over to someone's house, she'll get something to give to them or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I were better at like doing that. Like my, my wife, Kara and most everybody else around me, I feel like is very good at that. But when it comes to like birthday parties and Christmas and stuff, I, f- I feel like it's being put on the spot, even though it's not, you know, it comes every single year, but I'll walk yeah. by something in the store and I'll be like, Hey, that'd be a great gift for so-and-so. And it's just like, 
a random day in March, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, my, my gift giving Actually, is very sp- yeah. sporadic and I don't, it's not because I don't want to be, it's just because I, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm bad at that too because yeah, Krisha will ask me. She's like, "Oh, what are you getting so and so for Christmas?" And I'm like, "I haven't given it any thought." Like, <laughs> you're, you're like, uh, <laughs> and uh, she like she will buy stuff throughout the year for and um, she's kind of gotten me to start doing that to a degree. So yeah, um, I, so like that's something that I feel like people that are like you and me, Brandon, that are relatively poor at gift giving we should do but again it's one of those like you walk by and you start like oh i'll get it later and then that time <laughs> and then, go, and comes and goes forget about it. <laughs> yeah i, I, I always do that i'm like oh yeah the, I'll, I'll remember that for uh when it's time to buy it and then just completely forget <laughs> um that's something yeah. that anna does that it's I, I guess it's um one of her biggest is is the receiving gifts group but she she gives gifts and I think more so than the gifts, it's um, the thoughtfulness behind the gift. Like you can usually see when she gives a gift, the click that occurs when people realize that she's paid very close attention to, you know, personality or like it's, it's like very thoughtful. Right. Um, And that's something that I'm, I'm always really tickled to see. And I'm also like, Oh, I wish I could be better at that. But I'm mm-hmm. like, you guys, I'm like, I see someone I'm like, Oh, that'd be nice for so-and-so and immediately forget about it and never think about it again. <laughs> Sometimes I um, am, I am good at that, but yeah, it, it, it is. I, I know what you're talking about. Like you, you get a gift and it's like, Oh, I mentioned this like six months ago or something like one time. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And then you're sitting right, across yeah. from them at Christmas and you didn't get them anything. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here's a Sizzler <laughs> gift card. Uh- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun finding a Chili's, but here's a gift card to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it sounds like we're in good company here on this podcast. <laughs> So um, you guys are saying you don't have our gifts in the mail already. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that <laughs> you guys aren't getting anything from me. I was uh I was reading this article from verywellmind.com about love languages. Sounds and there good. are um <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Uh there are some kind of criticisms of the love language theory. Oh. Uh which are some people can get a bit competitive about using love languages, which can actually strain a relationship. For example, partners might start keeping track of all the times they use their partner's love language and compare it to how many times their partner used theirs. So I think if you have kind of, if you're keeping track or keeping score, that sort of thing. We've talked about this subject a number of times on this podcast but usually if something like that is rearing its head there's probably something else buried that is this is just like the outlet Mm -hmm. of that behavior uh someone on one side or the other is is feeling slighted for uh, either one or many other reasons and this is like a you know a tangible um quantifiable item to be able to compare it against whereas you know emotional connectivity can be harder to nail down or or harder to point out 
then you could just but, take the other one, like the words of affirmation, be like, oh, yeah, no, you are. You're so great at giving <laughs> these gifts. Like, <laughs> I want to say affirmation, but I don't know that it's actually affirmation. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> oh, so yeah, you're good. Great. You're so great at spending quality time. You're at the bar all the time. Oh, yeah, I love you so much. <laughs> What, babe? Watching wrestling is quality time. <laughs> you still get to hold the remote. <laughs> uh, yeah, another thing uh, that may lead to pressure on partners. So uh, basically putting pressure on your partner to consistently express your love language to you. To like be you better, yeah. Avoid that. Um, well, so actually, no, I'm, gl- I'm glad that's brought up because... Um, I, I bet people can be sensitive to that. However, um, having had, I have, a, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old and um, Anna is in school right now. Um, I'm working remotely for a company and it's, it has its, you know, it's, there's, there's obviously some good things, but some drawbacks um, to our whole situation. And we have gotten very business oriented in our house so much so that um, I had a had time to reflect briefly on this question and think about the ways in which I am expressing love, and um, a lot of it is a lot of it is um, interrupted right now. And so I appreciate the the question because I can I can think about that and be more thoughtful with the way I express myself and express love um, through love languages, but. I think it is kind of important to be reminded of the importance of showing love. I mean, everybody gets comfortable in a relationship to a degree and it's important to keep things not necessarily like super fresh and exciting, but like to keep the, the love alive or the romance at least a little bit, um, you know, active well, I, think, I think it's I, th- I think it's good to have a little bit of pressure and and have and have like an actual resource to be able to be like oh I can I can look at this and I can make uh, like strides towards being more communicative in a loving way. Well, I think it's also important to like so in in regards to Brandon's article there saying you know you could make it competitive or create resentment. I think it's important for everybody to understand that it's, I mean, I don't think anybody should ever be asked to love different because that's how that's it's called that it's a language, a love language. And just, I think it's more important to realize how you love versus changing how you love. Um, because I think that could lead to other problems of not feeling comfortable or like you're inadequate or this, that, or the other. I think it's more important to realize that this is how you do it and communicate it that way to whoever you're with versus trying to change it. And also that this isn't, you know, the, the be all end all of every relationship. If you, you know, don't fall into one of these categories, you know, you, you may not. And this, you just may never love the love language thing. This was developed as a tool in 1992 during the kind of like self-help book, boom so you know i mean uh, i think it's kind of helpful but take it with a grain of salt yeah or die alone you know it's a guide yeah (laughs) 
wrong. Either love that's or the, don't. That's the, that's the alternative. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you you don't have to base your relationship off of these five. No, for sure. Qualities. For sure. What? And you know, and I, I think it can change over time. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you All know, I years. think things can can change over time. You know, maybe. Uh, you know, acts of service as you get older and maybe aren't able to physically do things, you know, uh, for people as much like that might oh, change. Just say or... it. Just say it. I know what you want to say. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I didn't mention physical touch, but, <laughs> you know, um, the more you need those pills, then no, uh, <laughs> no, this is how we get the, this is how we get the boner pill endorsements, the AM PM white rhino or whatever they're called <laughs> for your love language i feel uh, like we've earned we've earned that sponge yeah my <laughs> love language or yellow jackets or whatever those things are. <laughs> <laughs> and a copy of jugs but <laughs> oh, no. two dollars and quarters at the public bathroom <laughs> Well, that took a hard turn. <laughs> well, speaking of hard, speaking of hard turns. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the question, Christopher. Uh, let us know what your uh, love languages are. <laughs> hard pivot into <laughs> Christmas question. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. All right. Our next question comes from Dan. Dan writes... I've got a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, and the seven-year-old is getting skeptical of Santa, but the four-year-old is still a true believer. Any tips for preserving my four-year-old's beliefs while letting my seven-year-old in on the secret? Thanks, guys. Uh, I can only speak to how I know my kids are going to react, and my soon-to-be seven-year-old will not keep a secret, so... (laughs) I have zero, I have zero advice on this and I'm actually, you know what? I feel like the younger siblings lead by example, at least from my experience and they're actually sleeping in the room next door. So I'm going to talk a little quieter, but (laughs) I feel like once they figure out that the S man is not real, um, the, the, the (laughs) four-year-old won't really care because it's just be like, eh, okay, whatever. You know, Margo doesn't believe. I guess I don't believe. Whatever. Move on. I still oh, get presents. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like the like the the younger one just always kind of leads leads into like, what do you think? What do we do? What do we? Fe- how do we feel about this? Okay. Well, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's a good point. I I, I also have a yeah a, a six and three year old, and we're approaching that uh, time. Although it's pretty wild. I don't know about you, Matt. I'm, I, I this, this is, this question is sort of blindsiding me as a, as an, a, a parent, because I'm like, wait, are they that close to not, uh, are your, are both of your, ki- your older kids <laughs> still believe in Santa? I yeah. think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, they haven't indicated no, we, we, we try to make it, you know, super magical, but, um, knowing full well that there are <laughs> negative mental mental drawbacks potentially uh, J- from that Jake, but... do you guys do you guys do elf on the shelf no, no so we, we do elf do. on the shelf and i'm not confident that my kids believe that's more real than santa because they see it every single day 
for right. God, a, f- I think, a fucking month. Yeah, I think around. Elf on the Shelf is uh, more... I, 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 this is not coming from a place of judgment, Matt, <laughs> but I, I think it's more problematic than Santa because um, um, it, it is, yeah, every, like, moving every day is very... Um, but it's a thing you see. Very Santa, real. Right. Santa, exactly. Santa, Santa, you never see. You just, he's right, like Jesus. Right. You just see imagery. Right. He's white. Um, but the, yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with you. The, the elf on the shelf is a, is because they see it every day. There's like, um, yeah, there's a level of realism with that. That I'm kind of torn on that one also, because I mean, the situations that, um, God, what do they name it? They named our elf on the shelf something. Um, he finds himself in like very comical situations. So, like if I if I was a, a, a rational adult, you know, I'd be like, "Cut! There's no way this is real." But like a kid, I would like to think that a kid could be like, "No, there's no way that this is real." But again, they're kids, so I don't know. I think yeah, yeah I, I, I think the I, elf I, on the shelf I a, might. I had a work colleague who who. Um did like really extravagant storytelling with it. Like, Oh, then this happened. Then this happened. They would like knock things over and do this whole thing. And she was like, you know, mid December, she's like, I was exhausted. So she said that she put him in a cast and just left him in one place for a week because she couldn't keep up with the storytelling. And I was like, I told her, I was like, this is the same person that writes in caps for all the big, the big (laughs) emails. But I was like, that's not sustainable. And also like, I don't know, the level at which you're investing into this is really making it real. To a, I feel to like a, a lot of parents are, mostly do it kind of for the gram and to <laughs> get likes, you know, by taking photos. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's probably yeah. their kids. Uh, so I, I think we kind of shot ourselves in the foot and like made them relatable experiences. For example, I have a friend who's 42 and he was like a former professional skateboarder still says, dude, yeah, man, fuck. Yeah. And we're on this, uh, we chat on this app called Marco Polo and you can send just video messages back and forth and you look at them at the time. And I had to, I was listening to one of his messages in the car while I was driving and it was F, 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 F this. And I was like, dude, Margo's in the car. He's like, oh, sorry, Margo. He's like, hey, Margo, don't say these words or I'm going to poop in your shoe. And he, then he just like hung up. And so one of the things that we did with the elf on the shelf was we had him pooping little uh, Hershey kisses in one of her shoes. And she's like, oh, my God, did he talk to Mike Bolt? He said he was going to poop in my shoe. Oh, my God. <laughs> so like, oh, my God, we, we drew it into reality, you know. I was like, man, we should have just yeah. stuck with like, he's suspended in real life. He's flying. It's like, no way. People can't fly. Yeah. I, I, so, so back to the, back to the Santa question, I, I think there's, um, th- there's a level of magic that can be non damaging. <laughs> um, but I, as far as keeping the secret away from the younger one, um, I saw someone post something on TikTok or Instagram or something that was um, sort of describing the situation and saying that uh, one of the methods is, is coming full clean with the older 
um, sibling and uh, emphasizing how much fun it is to keep us keep it a secret um, because of of um, how magical the you know the spirit of Christmas is and all that stuff. Um, and I did I found that charming. I found that sort of nice to be able to let in like like bring it in as a secret as a as a you're a big kid. This is a this is a, a secret that that big kids and adults keep to make people happy, like find the find the joy in it, find the sort of, um, you know, the the magic uh, for the younger kids in it. Um, but really but it, that it, on that side of it, like you'd really have to bring him into the fold and really and if you fucking like, tell your sister, you don't get any presents <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like sprinkle some threats in. Um, but I, I like that idea. Something I've heard to do is to just tell your kids that Santa is real as long as you believe he's real. So see, so that I think prolongs it and that gets you made fun of at school. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the, the thing, I don't know about you guys, but I have zero memory of re like, I don't, I don't have any memory of the time that I heard or realized or was told that Santa isn't real. I don't remember it at all. I have zero recollection of when that happened. So it's like, is it really that damaging? I maybe I or maybe it was so damaging I blocked it out. I Brandon, remember you, being remember? starting to suspect that the gifts I was getting were not from Santa. Yeah, but. and I feel like a lot of kids just make the deduction on their own. It's like having the sex talk with your dad. You know, like nobody really wants to do is like eh, if I just prolong it enough, you'll get it. Well, we'll also, there, there are ki- kids at school, <laughs> you know, who you know, I remember kids being like, do you still believe in Santa? You know, like that kind of thing. So. Right. Right. I remember that. I, I remember asking my mom point blank if Santa was real. And she looked at me right in my eyes and she was like, do you want me to answer that? And I was like, no. And that was the last <laughs> conversation I had about it. <laughs> yeah, ran off into the woods. <laughs> yeah, I ran off into the woods. No, but I think, yeah, I, um. I don't think I was terribly damaged by it, but no, um, I like I, I I've heard people say like oh it traumatizes your kids, it makes them distrustful of you and things like that. I'm like oh, that's like I don't feel like my parents were lying to me by buying me presents or whatever. You know, yeah. like it's <laughs> I got plenty of basketball games to not show up to to for them to be distrusted. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Dan. especially since it's it's a it's a such a common thing that you know culturally everybody goes not everybody but a lot of people go with um do you guys uh take your kids to go like see santa at the mall or for photos or anything yep they see several different santas so if they haven't figured it out yet that's their own and how do they do do they feel like that's the real santa or they never say they're just like I think it's more so it's an event. It's a thing that they get to do that's fun. Like they yeah. have they they very well may have made up in their mind and just don't know how to express it yet. They're like, "Look, Christmas is like Santa's not real, but I enjoy the fact that I get to go see a Santa cuz it's fun for me." Did that's they go, get to go see Teenage Santa Claus at uh, the Sandy Cinema? No. <laughs> no, they would not be allowed to do that. <laughs> not trustworthy. Um, that's how they lose Oscar, your trust. <laughs> Oscar, my my six year old, really likes Calvin and Hobbes, um, and we read it together a lot. And there's a lot of uh, 
Christmas um, comic like like themes, like whole sections of the book based around Christmas. And there's a lot of um, the parents have like side conversations about Santa, like not super direct, but um, but like them making noise, putting gifts under the tree. And it's clearly in the middle of the night and and Hobbs and Calvin are listening at the door. They're like, oh, that's Santa. And I read that with Oscar and I hadn't really thought about it until we were in the middle of reading it. Um, and he really enjoys them. And I, so I think he's probably going to figure it out somewhat organically um, if he hasn't already. But um, Anna really likes leaning into the, the magic. And and I, I don't think we emphasize so much that it's a, a physical person, but it's more of a fun idea. So so hopefully, hopefully you can take something from that, Dan. And- yeah. I, I, we didn't really. Yeah. Well, yeah, we may have not have given you. <laughs> yeah, Dan, good luck. I don't know That's, that we gave yeah. you a good solid direction, but uh, you it, it's kind of like it uh, the, the advice is let nature take its course. <laughs> yeah. Send us a message and let us know how it goes <laughs> when and tell us tell us how you did it. We need to know. <laughs> what's that? What's that famous publication about? Is Santa real? Give them that. Read them that. What? The New York Times or what? No, no. It was like in the twenties or thirties or something. You guys don't know what I'm talking about? It's it's I basically don't know what you're like, talking about. Really? No, oh, I don't. Boy. With that, what we're gonna have to do some research. So why don't we take a quick little break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the part this is the part of the episode <laughs> where we do the lightning round. Take uh, three questions, ask each of us, spend one to two minutes, maybe even more on it. And we're going to kick off. We're going to continue here. we got a little ways to go to get in the Christmas spirit. So question one, Jake, ski, mm. snowboard or sled or toboggan? I'm, ooh, toboggan. I've never been tobogganing. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. I've been tobogganing. What's the cool runnings? What is that? It's bobsled. Oh, I've never bobsled. Anyway, that's not what the question is. Um, I have more experience skiing, but I uh, really enjoy both skiing and snowboarding. I'm not fantastic at either, but I really enjoy them. And but of course, can sledding. I, I can do them. I have done them. They are a lot of fun. And then I, I really like sledding with the boys. Uh, we got a pretty good hill next to us. So when it does snow in North Carolina, which isn't often, we uh, we we hit the slopes. And nice. try not to get hit by cars. Brandon? Uh, I've never been skiing or snowboarding, so I will say sledding. Nice. Matt? Fair. Uh, I've never snowboarded, uh, but I just recently talked about my experience skiing with Jake. Nice. Uh, and I'm going to continue with sledding, especially, you know, guys, we're getting older can't be out doing jackassery all the time it's easier to just lay down and go down the mountain <laughs> i will it's say though easier to just lay down just lay down and let it happen um <laughs> i will say we did the we did the uh the is that your love language <laughs> <laughs> yep that's a bingo um I will say uh, Jake got married at Timberline Lodge and a good group of us went over across the street to Ski Bowl 
that had the Alpine slide going. And again, another thing I've lived there my whole life and I only did it the first time when you got married. It was so fun. Nice. I've never, I still haven't been. Oh my God. I think, I mean, Ryan was the one going down and you know, when Ryan gets laughing, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he was doing that the whole time. It's it, you yeah, man, like you just turn into a kid again. Alpine slide. That was also fun. <laughs> nice. All right. Question two, Brandon, hot cocoa, apple cider or mold wine? Hmm. Hmm. I like all three, uh, but I will say, are you talking about like hot spiced cider? Yeah. Um, yeah, I like all three. I would probably say hot cocoa because that one's more. I think I, Versatile. I could drink that more. Yeah. Uh, marshmallows or no marshmallows? Marshmallows. Right. Whipped cream. Bailey, Bailey's Whip cream. or no Bailey's? Peppermint schnapps. Ooh, there Ooh. you go. Ooh, so good. <laughs> Jake? Um, I, I'm an apple cider guy. I like to get an orange, <clears throat> pierce it a few times, put a bunch of whole cloves stuck in it so that it looks like a hell Hellraiser. <laughs> drop it in and... and and cook it for a bit. And yummy, yummy, yummy. We actually just made it the other night. I like it. Nice. I like the other ones too, but I prefer the apple cider. Awesome. Matthew? Matt? I'm going to go hot cocoa. Uh, I personally think mold wine is disgusting. Um, <laughs> Do not like glue vine? No. <laughs> <laughs> apple cider I enjoy, but I, I think I think hot cocoa is, I don't know, it's... It's more versatile. Like you can you can put more things in it and you can change it up. Mm. You put like peppermint in it and then there's peppermint hot cocoa. Like you can't sure. really do that with apple cider. It's kind of like that is what it is. Last yeah. time uh, we were in Leavenworth, we went to this uh, wine tasting room and uh, the guy working there was they were selling mold wine and it was pretty obvious he had had a few mugs, the the guy selling it. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty, pretty jovial, pretty talkative. And I, I could see him drinking from a mug himself. I couldn't see what was in it, but I'm pretty sure it was the, the mold wine. One for me, one for you, <laughs> one for me. Which, Brandon, uh, we're getting ready to go to Leavenworth ourselves, actually. You are? Yeah, actually, awesome. yeah, we will have been there by the time this episode comes out oh yeah never uh, like, <laughs> right. let's let's uh actually let's rewatch we'll cut that out you <laughs> say <laughs> speaking of which brandon we just we just got back we from just got back <laughs> yeah what a terrible time uh take two what a great time we had <laughs> <laughs> we can use either one. <laughs> oh, that's good <laughs> um uh matt with your hot cocoa um are you what What are you putting in it marshmallows whipped cream schnapps uh, yeah bays? i don't really do the uh i don't really do the marshmallow things anymore i feel like that's a a kid a kid thing although i do <laughs> i do always have the scene from 
the Simpsons stuck in my head where they put like a, a marshmallow in and it absorbs the whole thing and they like slide it out and he's like slicing it and cutting it and eating it. <laughs> I just thought that would be pretty Can funny. Can I have a slice? Hey, yeah. <laughs> give me a slice. Um, yeah, no, I just like, I don't know. I feel like there's more Christmassy things that you can do to it. Like, yeah, like add peppermint schnapps or Bailey's or. Yeah. I don't you, know. you like the you like the availability for versatility. Yeah. Nice. Do what you will. Just surreptitiously drink booze. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just a hot chocolate officer. <laughs> yeah, it's just a vehicle at this point, Matt. That's OK. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one we're gonna have to dig into the core, boys. Brandon, favorite Christmas memory? That would have to be. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's one that we in my family talk about a lot. So I think it has become my favorite. But um, uh, there was one. I think I was maybe five, and my younger sister was four. And, um, we had gone to bed and my mom spent all night, uh, wrapping presents for, for us and for family members. Um, and uh, yeah, my parents had had been wrapping gifts all night. And so my sister and I woke up early and we saw that there were presents under the tree when there were none. And not being a child and not having any concept of time or dates, we thought, Oh, Santa came. And so we ran, we opened all the presents. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> my parents have been up all night rapping. And, um, <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> and like a lot of them weren't even for us, but, uh, oh, my God. I specifically remember, there were two talking Bart Simpson dolls. If that gives you a time frame of when this took place. I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I remember saying, Oh, there's two. Uh, so one must be for me and one must be for Carrie, my, my sister. And I don't know. I, I, I think my parents are pissed, but we, we've, you know, it's kind of a funny misunderstanding. So I would yeah. have been livid. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Throw you out in the snow. Wow. That's funny. That yeah. Um, I'm realizing <laughs> I'm realizing mine is uh similar, although now I realize that it's a it's about Thanksgiving, but um my family would oftentimes get together on Thanksgiving and the same group of people would get together on Christmas. And so oftentimes those two holidays would like memories from them would blend together and people would talk about the memories from each at both. <clears throat> so um, this is sort of a, a, a hack memory, but um, one Thanksgiving, I was really young. I was probably five. Um, uh, dinner ended up being really late and um they had a video recorder um, going down the line to see who was thankful for what. And uh, when it came over to me, I was, I was really grumpy. Um, It was kind of late and I was being a shit. And, uh, and they said, Oh, Jakey, you look upset. Jakey, what are you thankful for? And I was like, I'm not thankful for nobody. 
and uh, and and everyone's like, oh, oh, okay, oh, okay, wow, okay. And then they'd pan over to Luke, and Luke's got this little shit-eating smile, and they're like, Lukey, what are you thankful for? And he goes, I'm thankful for everything. And uh, and everyone's like, oh, Luke, that's so nice. And so my my family is really funny, but they also like to really get on each other. And um, and uh, the video, I believe, uh, came back into rotation one Christmas. And so that's a good memory because uh, every Thanksgiving or every Christmas or anytime I see any of my family members on that side, they uh, they at some point in the evening have to say, I'm thankful for nobody. I'm thankful for everything. Um, <laughs> and that and that it's it's come. Uh, obviously, I was embarrassed when it resurfaced, but I I'm now an adult and it was really it's it's a fun memory to all BS about. <laughs> nice. Man. I think mine's uh, mine's more on the hallmark, like sentimental side is uh, so there is one Christmas Eve. We did Christmas Eve at my grandparents' house down in Estacada. And we did the every year at Christmas Eve at their house. And then we Christmas Day, we all spent with our individual families. Um, but I remember we had had our dinner. We opened up our presents. Everybody's getting ready to go. And it was cold. And in our area, it doesn't really snow too much on Christmas or even before, or even after. Um And I remember we're going out to our car and my dad had this thing about always making sure the car is warmed up, ready to go, warm up the car. And you see the fog, you know, the exhaust and the Christmas lights. I was like, what is that? I look up and it it like started snowing as we were getting ready to go on Christmas Eve. And I was like, oh, cool. And it was, you know, I don't know. I just always remember that. Oh, it's that it's that classic moment. That's that hallmark moment. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it will snow on Christmas. I was that nine-year-old boy that finally fell in love. And then you heard <laughs> sleigh bells in the distance. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for the lightning round. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and that'll do it for this episode of Qualified Nonsense. Thank you all for listening. Special thanks to... Uh, Christopher and Dan for this week's questions. Send your advice questions to qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials, qualified underscore nonsense on Instagram and TikTok or at QN Podcast on Twitter. Don't forget to rate, review, share, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. We'll see you back here next Wednesday for another brand new episode of Qualified Nonsense. That will be holiday. Merry Christmas! Oh, oh, oh. God bless us, happy world.